Hey there, friends. Jonathan Heron here with another episode of Leadership. And boy, oh boy, you picked a great episode. Today on the program, my interview with comedian Kevin Farley. Kevin Farley has been bringing his signature brand of upbeat entertainment to fans around the world for over three decades. Kevin got his start studying at the famous Second City in Chicago. Soon after, he starred in films such as Black Sheep with his older brother Chris and The Waterboy with Adam Sandler. Kevin Farley has made guest appearances on Curb Your Enthusiasm, Rules of Engagement, Just Shoot Me, and Comedy Central's Drunk History, to name a few. Kevin has hosted many live shows and events and has been featured nationally on NBC's Today Show, ABC's The View, Extra, Good Morning America, and radio shows from coast to coast. You can currently find Kevin lending his voice to F is for Family on Netflix on his podcast, Kevin Farley on the Road, and performing stand-up comedy at the best comedy venues and theaters nationwide. I like to analyze song lyrics. Uh, ever listen to a song lyric and go, that's, that's pretty stupid. <laughs> Ever listen to I Shot the Sheriff? It doesn't make any sense. It was I shot the sheriff, but I didn't shoot the deputy. Well, yeah, but you shot the sheriff. You're saying we should let you go because you didn't shoot the deputy? You're going to jail, Terry. That's a bad defense. What are you talking about? Elton John wrote a song that goes, if I was a sculptor, but then again, no. <laughs> don't write it, Elton. We don't got to hear your every thought. <laughs> write another lyric. <laughs> oh, Kevin Farley was recently in my neck of the woods, right here in central Michigan, Flint, Michigan to be exact, doing a stand-up show and he was gracious enough to allow us backstage for a short interview about the shifts that you have to make when you are communicating. And as a leader, communication is the key to everything you do. So what can we learn from a comedian? What are the shifts that we have to make in communication. Now, I didn't get a chance to share this with Kevin when we were doing the interview, but this wasn't really my first time meeting him. I met him very, very briefly back in the 90s when I was also studying improv comedy at the Second City in Chicago. We have a shared connection through a man named Martin DeMott who you'll hear about in this interview. Uh, Martin DeMott was one of my mentors. He was the artistic director at the Second City in Chicago. And uh, one fall day in 1996, after a college class I had with Martin, he turned to me and said, hey, John, you got any plans? And, you know, I didn't have anything going on. I'm just a poor college kid. He says, hop in my car. And we ended up driving around to all the different improv joints throughout Chicago. We went to Second City, we went to I.O. And then Martin DeMott took me to Chicago's Comedy Sports where he introduced me to a young, then unknown, 
Kevin Farley. Now, I don't expect Mr. Farley to remember that at all. That was just like a very brief little, you know, hey, how you doing? I was a 20-something college student. But it was really cool to see Kevin in his element doing stand-up comedy the other night here in Central Michigan. And then it was extremely gracious of him to take time to talk with us. So grab a moleskin, get ready to jot down notes. You're going to be drinking from a fire hose. Here is my conversation with Kevin Farley on Leadership. So great to have you on the podcast. Well, I appreciate it. And man, if I can go back in time to when you were first starting out in comedy, I know you studied in Chicago. Right. Second City, and um, what was that experience like for you? Well, it was the 90s, so, I mean, there were a lot of great people at that that time. You know, there was uh, uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, and, you know, um, uh, there was on stage, there was Stephen Colbert and Stephen Carell, and I got to watch those guys. I was, at that time... uh, I'd started a little late because I sold asphalt before for a little while. <laughs> and I started late and I got down there and it was just kind of like, uh, you know, working in the kitchen and taking classes. And I, and I got to watch uh, Adam McKay and uh, those guys. It was it was a real learning experience. I got to learn a lot. So um, I went to school in Chicago and studied at Second City. And I wanted to see if there was any overlap with Martin DeMott. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Martin was a teacher. Uh during those days uh wonderful teacher and he taught for many years at uh, second city oh he was a he's a sweet man yeah i really liked so him so what what now you know with you do voice over work with yeah. f is for family you do comedy what what do you still draw from those improv days or from martin's teaching or you know all of it i mean i would i would suggest to any performer to go down to second city and learn what they've what they teach down there, and that is, it's just about learning to trust your instincts and trust your, uh, basically trust your instincts. You know, I mean, in learning to rely on that, mm-hmm. because, and not second guess yourself. You know, and if you can get there, you know, you've got half of half the battle pretty much. I mean, mm-hmm. every time I work with someone from Second City, it's nice because. I understand that they're not judging themselves, and so much creativity comes from it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's always a joy. It's always a joy to to work with people like that, you know. And you were doing some amazing crowd work tonight. We, we saw your your uh, act tonight, and uh, I know you had a guy in the front row who was Santa, Santa Claus. I don't yeah, know what that was yeah. all about. How I don't know you... either. You know, he was dressed as Santa Claus. <laughs> And, uh, you know, he had a big, long beard. Super friendly guy, though. But it was like a methed-out Santa. It was. You know, but, yeah. So how did you, on the spot, you're on the stage in front of all these people. How did you, because you, you had some good one-liners coming out. How did you do that? I, you know, this is where the, the Second City stuff comes from. You know, just for letting yourself um, go and that kind of thing. You know, where trusting your... Like trusting your instincts, and that's you know, crowd work is something that I'm not the best at. I know I know guys that do it a lot better than I do. You were great, but by the way. That yeah, it's one of those things where some guys can get up there and just do crowd work for an hour, you know. But I can't do that. I have to go back to my act. But no, it's it's one of those things I like to do just because it does 
uh, move that muscle, that instinct muscle, that you do have to work. Um, you know, with, if you don't do it, then it does get rusty. So it's, it's something I do from in my act of like ten, maybe 10 minutes of crowd work or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just go into the crowd a little bit and, and see what's going on. See what I can see what can come up. Usually it's some of the best stuff of my show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was really, really sharp stuff. It's fun, yeah. And, and back in the day, uh, you were also doing the, the show together. Yeah. Which uh, was really funny stuff i love that together show. it was an interesting show it was mtv's first movie and it was about a mockumentary on boy bands and i was 36 years old at the time with braces and and i was playing the older brother type you know which is the archetype mm-hmm. but we had a lot of fun we shot that up in vancouver and those guys i still have just so many great memories of i never had so much fun in my life you know being a part of that whole thing it was just really awesome so i guess which what do you prefer more do you prefer prefer doing the on uh, up on stage live comedy or do you like to do stuff you know uh, behind the camera or, or maybe the voiceover stuff more what, what's... you know it's really hard to beat when you do a good show like that you know when you have you come off stage and it's a good show and and the people enjoy themselves that's hard to beat but the the backside is that you have a bad show here. It's like the worst experience of your life. Yeah. So, um, in that sense, this is the most thrilling of the three. You know, the rest of them are seemingly kind of tedious and a lot of detail work where you're waiting in your trailer for hours and you know and that kind of thing. But um, I do love stand up. I do love the thrill of it all. I do love the thrill of the audience and the if it does go well, it's such a great thing you know so i I do most of the time i'm standing doing stand-up so most of the day most of the year i'm doing stand-up most of the time yeah so so what do you do if you have a bad set or if you've got that heckler who just kind of took over and turned Mm. the crowd on you how Mm. do you deal with those emotions you know you don't really there's no way to like you know make it go away you just have to control it and try to get through it as best as you can it's kind of like here comes a rapid and it's like you know it's going to be ugly but you just got to get through it you know it's one of those things where here comes this you know here comes this tough thing that the one thing you can't do is panic you know and and that's going to make it all worse you know I've seen so many um, comics lose it and that kind of thing. You know, <laughs> there's plenty of YouTube videos of comics losing it, and you know, you just can't. I've done that a couple times, you know, with a really horrible heckler. But you know, you just try to keep control and, and make it turn it on its and turn it and find the funny out of it. You know. So what uh, what would you say to listeners who are communicators? You know, not comedians necessarily, but you know, people who get up in front of large groups to give presentations, what would you say to, to them from the world of comedy? How can we be better communicators? You know, I think that, you know, the more I do stand-up, the more I learn that the really what the audience really responds to is they want to know who you are, you know. And I think the more you reveal that on stage, whether you're, you know, it's obviously you have to be funny, they really want to know who you are, you know. They want to know what you, what's, what are you all about, you know? Because they're there going, what's this guy all about, you know? So if you can reveal that in your show, 
that's going to be and that's tough to do with all of us you know we want to keep uh, some of the uh, more s secret stuff to ourselves we don't want to we don't want to expose ourselves especially in front of strangers we don't know and that's the really hard thing about stand-up is you're exposing yourself in front of strangers and it's very odd feeling but the more you can do that the better i think your show becomes because people see oh he's authentic and he's not fucking around or he's not trying to put on an act or anything like that yeah he's just real up there when you go to do auditions um whether it's voiceover or, or acting or whatever lots of rejection in that in, in your field how do you deal with rejection you just keep going it's part of the business it's it's literally and if you're if you're uh i think early on someone said this to me if if, if you can't do it get out if, if this isn't something that you absolutely have to do please don't do it it's it's really too diff. if you can't take that kind of rejection you just should never do it you should never because it is it's never there's nothing good about it it's always bad and it's part of the job it's rejection is part of the job and so yeah, I mean, I, you know, on a given week, I'll go for whatever different projects and they'll say no. And, and then two, they might say yes. You know, I'm, I'm perfect for some and terrible for the others. I don't take it personally, though. That's another thing. You can't take it personally. Mm. It's simply this, the business. That's all it is. Yeah. So circling back to, to when we mentioned Martin DeMott, I'll bring it back to Martin at the end. Yeah. There's such a, a, a love for that guy. Yeah, you know him too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, anybody yeah. that knew Martin uh, loved Martin. You know, he was one of those guys that I didn't know anyone that said, oh, Martin, you know. Mm -hmm. One of those guys that everyone loved, yeah. He and so was. He, was a, he had a rejection-free environment. Oh, yeah, he did, yeah. Um, what, what, yeah. I'm kind of putting you on the spot talking about Martin, but what, what do you bring with you into your, into your work, into your art now? from those days with Martin. Those are things that, yes, those are things that I'm not sure, like, if I know one thing that he said, but that philosophy I try to do with my, myself. In other words, what well, the one thing that I took away from Second City is that to treat your other performers as geniuses mm -hmm. and to treat yourself as a genius. You know, you tell yourself that you're a genius you know which is ridiculous i mean for me i have a very low self-esteem you know so it was hard for me to say that to myself you know and like no actually you are a genius and and, and if you if you say that to yourself then you're not going to judge yourself and you're not going to judge others if somebody else or your other performer he's a genius too you know and whatever comes out of his mouth is genius you know Right, and that way it gets you away from judging what he says or anything. Because if you were, if he was really a genius, you'd probably be like, "Oh my gosh, this guy's a genius." You'd listen, you'd listen more. So those are the things that I listen. I I, I keep with me with what Martin said all the time, and uh, everyone at Second City too. But Martin was really big on that too. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up. Don't get down on yourself. It's too rough of a business to do that. So. Uh, he was a great one for that, and that's why everyone loved him, you know. But I, but that's also why he created so many great people, like all those people I mentioned. You know, they all came from that that whole philosophy, you know. So oh, that's beautiful. It is. It, he was a beautiful man, no doubt about it. One last question for you, because I know you got to go. Uh, you got communicators who are listening, jotting down notes. What is the biggest piece of advice that you could give to people who communicate for a living? 
Um, just trying to be authentic, you know, within, in, you know, I think people want to know what you really feel, like you, what you really think, and, um, and be articulate and articulate your ideas. And also just what they also said in, uh, in Second City and in, in Improv Olympic is there's tr comedy is about telling the truth. And if you can tell the truth uh, as clear as possible, but it's really about truth seeking, whether you're telling a joke or whether you're telling a story or telling anything, it's about what we are all trying to do is seek the truth. What is the truth? And keep asking yourself that. Keep asking yourself. Never stop asking yourself, what is the truth? What is the truth? What is the true thing? What am I trying to say? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. That is so good. Thank yeah. you so much, Mr. Kevin Farley. Thank you very Thanks much. for being on the show. We it's nice it. to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. There you have it. Comedian Kevin Farley on Leadership. You can connect with Kevin online. Now, there's a couple different ways to find Kevin's comedy online. You can go to his website, kevinfarleyofficial.com. If you're on Instagram, you need to follow him at Kev Farles, at Kev Farles on Instagram. If you're on Twitter, you can follow him at I'm Kevin Farley. And finally, if you're on Facebook, because who isn't, you can find him at Kev Farles. So thankful to uh, have time with Kevin Farley. And you can find me online at my website, jonathanheron.com, where we have tons of free resources and free video training for you and your team to make your leader shifts. Let me know what you thought of today's program. Hit me up on social media at high five john at high five j-o-n make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode of leadership and if you want to help us get the word out leave a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform whether it's apple Podcasts or spotify every positive review gets leadership up in front of more eyeballs so once again big thanks to kevin farley and his management team for making today's episode happen can't wait to be with you again next week for another episode of Leadership. I'm Jonathan Heron. Enjoy your burrito.